Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome back to Alpha and Salt, the Random Alpha Podcast with your hosts, Alpha De Wolf and Salt Pepper, discussing whatever we can think of. Unfortunately, last week didn't exactly go as planned. No, fortunately not. Yeah, at least, well, your exams were taken care of, so. Right. Yay! <laughs> uh, I mean, at least we're doing them, like, every two weeks instead of... One every year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so far we've kept it at every two weeks, though I'm hoping to keep it at every week, to be honest, though I know there are going to be scenarios where that just might not be possible. Yeah, like last week and the like, two weeks before that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the first time it was just because, well, we clearly could not find a decent video conferencing app that... <laughs> decided to work with the guest so then we had to re-record the n- next week and then well got that episode out and then hopefully we were hoping to get back on top last week except that didn't happen either unfortunately no so here we are once again but oh well at least i guess having a slight time gap between recordings allows us to well, allows more events to happen so we can talk about them. Right, yeah, so we can accumulate more information. Yep. All right, anywho, uh, why don't we just dive into it right now? So the first topic we have listed, um, FSD. Right, what does that mean? Because I have no idea. Uh, full self-driving. Oh, full self-driving, okay. Yeah, it's the, it's Tesla, it's the Tesla full self-driving thing. Um, question. Uh, you started driving recently, right? Yep, I did. Aside from the horrible winter conditions we have up here, how is it? I mean, it's okay. It takes some, well, obviously it takes some time getting used to it, but. Yeah, what is it you're driving? Are you driving the truck or the van? The van. Mm. On a, uh, it's an Honda Odyssey. I love their van. I love Salt's van, by the way. Yeah. Honda Odyssey is my favorite minivan ever, and I am a big advocate for the minivan. Right. 
I've actually convinced someone to not buy a three row SUV and actually go for a minivan. I can't believe I made a video that convinced someone. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, um, what would you think? Uh, so here's the question I have to ask now that you've got your perspective on actually driving the vehicle. Um, how would you like to have the car drive itself for you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that would be convenient sometimes if I was like tired or drowsy. Uh, I don't know. I don't see myself using that, using that option that much. Honestly, I prefer. Okay. So here's another question. I I'm pretty sure Salt Pepper doesn't know this because he doesn't pay attention to this type of news that much. No. Would you pay $10,000 for it? Ten, uh, ten thousand U.S. dollars seems a little expensive. Yeah. Okay, um, here's another question I have for you now. Yeah, would you pay twelve thousand dollars for it? Uh, well, less than I would ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Elon rose the price to twelve thousand. It used to be at ten thousand for actually the longest period. It stuck mm. at ten thousand for quite a while compared to previous price increases but now it's 12,000 okay but... <laughs> yeah that is <laughs> well now why does why does he do this I don't get it because <laughs> I mean if you take a look at full self-driving's feature set obviously it will control well it's almost like a glorified cruise control adaptive cruise control where it'll basically follow It'll hold a speed on the highway. It'll make sure it doesn't run into another car. You can also use it in, during navigation. So, hey, just tell it, hey, go from this place to this place. Okay. Um, that's some of the basics. And it'll also handle the steering. So, But in terms of that, uh, let's think of... I mean, you might think, okay, if this was a complete... If this was a complete package, like, the car could drive itself. Like, you don't even have to be in the car for it to drive itself. And everything was safe. Would you pay 10000 or $12,000 for it? Uh... Maybe not. Yeah, so Would here you? comes... Um... There's a few features that I really wish I could have, but just this giant asking price, it's really hard to yeah. even consider it. And the primary reason for that is because, well, turning in city streets, it's not good at that just yet. I see. I have yet to see how autopilot would even perform in the type of areas we live in, especially. Right. I mean, I came home from the ATM to pay some bills today. And let's just say getting back on the highway was pretty slippy. Yeah. Yeah. At, yeah. From where Our we roads were. are sure ice right now, by the way. So for context. So, yeah. um, <laughs> kind of hard to justify 10, AKA now $12,000. Just for a, a software package that, I mean, for the most part, I hear it works great on the highway, highway driving, although you still have to tap the wheel every now and then like you do most cruise control systems and such. Mm -hmm. 
So there are other features that I do like about it that I kind of wish was a part of the standard autopilot, but no, it's a part of this full self-driving package. Um, summon, that would be so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Especially considering that my car is always in a snowbank. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, the front is always completely free, so it can drive itself free from its area. But the sides of it, they're always, it, there's always snow piled beside it. And that's not really convenient when you don't really have a pair of boots. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess that's pretty convenient. So, yeah, Summon is one of the biggest features I like. Um... Auto park can come in handy. I mean, I'm not terrible at parking, but whenever it comes to me moving in the backwards direction, um, <laughs> due to my lack of depth perception, it's a lot of sheer luck on how I actually park when backing up. Right. Yeah, in fact, I actually just realized most of the time whenever I back up, I, I'm always crooked. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, parking is pretty hard. I mean, it's not too hard. I was able to... I've been able to parallel park for the most part. I've had to parallel park once where I had to do it on the left side versus the right side of the road. Oh, yeah. And then I had one scenario where I tried to parallel park, but the there was one guy behind me that didn't even get the whole... Um, okay, I'm trying to park here. There's an empty space here. So I'm signaling to say, hey, I'd like to park in this place. Instead, he just comes up and blocks the spot for me. And then because I'm trying to get where he's blocking off, it, well, can't go anywhere. Beep! Yeah. Kind of deserved it. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, he was the one? Who, I thought you were the one who beat him. No, he was the one who oh, did. okay. He didn't understand why I stopped. And the reason why I stopped is because I'm trying to park. Parallel parking here. This is legal. I can stop. I, I actually have to stop a little past the parking spot so I can back into it. And signaling in the direction of where the parking spot is, that's telling you, hey, I'm trying to park here. Can you give me some space? But no. Instead, he's being an absolute jerk, blocking the space off and trying to tell me, hey, Drive even further away from the parking spot so I can get somewhere. Mm. Oh. <laughs> uh, there are a bunch of drivers that are so impolite. Well, maybe he just didn't know. So yeah, I made, I double-checked. I was following every legal rule in terms of parallel parking like that. And no, that guy was just being rude. Hmm. So, uh, anywho, uh, yeah, parking, parallel parking, I've pretty much got figured down, except on the left side. I've come close on the left side once. Thank God my car has parking sensors. <laughs> I, I can't see the back of that thing. That's the reason why I hate long sedans. You can't see out the back of them. Uh, yeah, I guess. You don't have, like, a back camera or anything? No, I don't have a backup camera. I just have those parking sensors. The car will just beep at me if I get too close to something. Oh. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> Though I did every... I looked everywhere because I can... 
when I first drove the car actually and backed it up along somewhere, <laughs> I, ju I just heard this beeping and I'm like, what? This thing has parking sensors. So I figured, well, what car that has parking sensors doesn't have a backup camera? Evidently mine. <laughs> Apparently. Red Fox doesn't have one. I have searched the trunk. I've searched the bumper. I've searched every possible place where there could be a backup camera. Nope. And even so, my radio doesn't have a screen for it. And I checked one more place that I thought was rather clever to stick one. Some companies, before they actually had screens for the radio infotainment system. In fact, Honda actually did this too. Honda with the 2005 Odyssey, I think. They had a backup camera as well, and they stuck that thing in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, the rear view mirror, that's where they stuck it. I thought that was pretty cool, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. So, just to double check to make sure, okay, I can't find one on the outside. Is there one on the inside? Nope, I checked my mirror, there's nothing there. Huh, okay. So yeah, my car has parking sensors, but no backup camera. Yeah. That kind of sucks. So, right I mean, for the most part, um, in the winter, I can't see anything. In fact, I'm kind of questioning if the heat strips on the back windshield are broken because I keep turning them on and there's still a giant chunk of ice on the back of the windshield. Maybe they don't. So, so for the most part, I'm just using my one good mirror. My driver's mirror is... I don't want to say faded because I can still see it, but it's coated in something that I can't even wash off. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I can still see through it, especially in daylight at night. Don't even bother because it's so dark. Yeah. But my car is a real fixer-upper. I already have an extra dent in it. Got all these other issues, too. Yeah. You saw that one video I posted on the drive about a month ago, right? Yeah. The When I got in an accident. Oh, yeah, that one. Yep. Uh, it still pains me to see that crack in the grill. Oh, yeah, that must have sucked. Yep. I mean, the guy was cool about it. I can't be mad at him for that, but still, it sucked that. There's now another crack in the bumper. Yeah, your car's not... In the best condition. Red Fox has been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that car has been through a lot. My mailbox can vouch for that. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm still shocked. I bought it from the same person who hit our mailbox with <laughs> that car. <laughs> and now you've hit it, too? Oh, I haven't hit the mailbox yet. Oh, okay. I mean, yet. Yeah. If anything, I've actually drove a tad past it before. Yeah. That's what happens when you got icy roads. Yeah. Uh, especially up here. Oh, yeah. Yep, nothing but sheer ice. Trying to ex trying to get moving on the highway. <laughs> Just... Struggle. My tires could not get a grip, and they're dedicated snow tires. Um, wait, weren't we talking about self-driving cars? Yeah, so anywho, uh, yeah, Auto Park is another feature that I really like that it has. Um, so summon, Auto Park, 
for those handful of scenarios where I just can't see. Um, I thought there was one other feature that it had, but I just can't think of it. it well, having that, especially if... Um, there's a few scenarios I can think of where just having the car drive itself would just be so handy. No, I do not want to sleep and have the car drive itself. And those of you who are doing that, please don't. You're not being smart, and it is against the legal terms and conditions. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing that anyways. That's so a little stupid anyway. Right? Yeah, but like the handful of scenarios... Um. I've had to fish for my wallet a couple of times when I stop at the bank, um, especially the ATM. Yeah. Um, every now and then, because my car doesn't have Bluetooth, though if I were to have a Tesla, it would anyways, but every now and then I need to pull the phone out either to hand it to someone to text or something. I mean, Not just me to use it, but even to hand it to someone else to use it for X purpose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fishing that thing out of my pocket is not easy. Yeah, I, 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 I would. <laughs> yeah, most of the time I'm wearing. Actually, I have discovered most of the time I'm wearing jeans when I'm in the car, despite how much I hate jeans. But it's all because I've pretty much been going to and from work the entire time. Yeah. And jeans are not easy to pull things out of pockets with. Well, I mean, I've had some practice with them, so... I hate it. I First of all, I can, I can just barely fit the four items I am constantly carrying in my pocket, which is my phone, my pocket knife, my wallet, and my, well, shipped-off AirPods. More on those later. Um, so, at least with those pairs of jeans, it's tight... But I can still manage to fit all those four things that I am constantly carrying in my pockets. The thing is, when I'm sitting in the car, I can... It is really difficult to pull them out. Yeah. I mean, it is. And then because... I mean, here's a scenario that is definitely specific to Teslas as well that I gotta mention. A lot of the functions on Tesla, they're baked into the center screen, like turning on the headlights and wipers and certain vehicle functions you might touch regularly. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, that means you got to take your, you, you got to take your eyes off the road to look at the screen. And this is why I'm like having some physical buttons. It's so that way I can feel around for them and know, okay, this button does this, I push it with a screen. It's a flat surface. You have no idea where anything right. is and it's dynamic. So, that means the control might be displaying something different. So you gotta you you're forced to take your eyes off of the road to actually mess with it. So autopilot, full self driving especially, is really useful in those scenarios, and I have a feeling I would make a lot of use of that. The issue is I have a really hard time justifying twelve thousand yeah, dollars for expensive. it. Expensive, just for those small conveniences. I, I guess. And keep in mind, this is not even... Full self-driving is a very terrible name for this because it's not actually full self-driving. Right. <laughs> Who came up with that? It's so bad. Because <laughs> so far, it still can't... It still can't handle turns in city streets. 
I mean, they've been improving, especially now that they've rolled out the beta and the safety score thing, whatever. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on that I'm pretty sure you've missed, but it's improving, but it's still not there. Yeah. I think it's finally managed to figure out traffic lights and stop signs, though. Yeah, pretty much. But even then, it, it's just hard to justify $12,000 for an incomplete package just for a few scenarios that I have to take my eyes off the road. Right. So, yeah, I don't consider that a pro. And you want to know, before we jump ship here to our next topic... Do you want to know the most ironic part about the whole full self-driving price yeah, increases? Yeah, do you know how they developed this in the first place? How they actually get the data to figure out how to no, handle these no things? Idea. They send it out to their customers to test. Oh, wow. They're basically collecting data from let's just pretend I own a Tesla and have full self-driving from that for a minute. They're basically collecting the data from me as I drive the car with full self-driving and they're collecting data. Okay. On, Hey, this, it made this turn. Okay. Um, it saw this traffic light or if it messes up saying, Ooh, we need to do a little bit better on that turn or, Oh, we didn't see that car coming from right over there we might want to improve the algorithms on detecting mm. that that just examples like that that is how they're collecting right. their data i mean i and they do disclose this but honestly for i'm actually okay with this because this is from what i can think of the best way to actually improve this i mean as long as they get permission from their customers then well, that's the thing, and they do everything to legally disclose this even when you purchase it and activate it for the first time. It's still in beta. You are still technically liable for whatever happens in terms of public safety and such. And they also disclose that they will be collecting this data to improve the full self-driving experience. I see. So, So they do disclose this. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because they disclose this. Google and Facebook, they're a bunch of liars. They are so, Google says they care about your privacy. They don't. Well, Facebook, we all know they don't. <laughs> yeah. So Tesla, I'm at least happy that they disclose this. And in theory, collecting real world experiences like this should be able to improve the software much faster. Right. So where's the irony part again? I didn't... Uh, well, in order to do this, and in order to increase the rate on getting all these instances, well, you need to hand this out to more people. But here's the thing. People are paying to test this. And now they're paying more. <laughs> so how is this helping the development of FSD? I don't know. It's not. That's the ironic part. And this is why I'm so confused. They're treating it as it's a package deal ready for consumer use when in reality it's still a project that's in beta and is pretty much meant for enthusiasts that want to test this out and help them develop right. it seems 
How is charging a higher price tag going to help with this? Well, I guess we'll never know. Now, if this was a fully flushed out product and everything was working perfectly and flawlessly, I might feel different about but this. It's still a little broken because it's still in beta. Yeah. It's... I just can't yeah. justify it. Oh, well, speaking of things that are broken, you know... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus oh yeah my airpods yeah <laughs> Oh jeez, this is this is round number two. Yeah, so what happened with them? It's the same exact issue that actually happened about half a year ago. So AirPods Pro have two distinguishable features that no other form of AirPods well AirPods Max have them too, but to to regular AirPods and AirPods 2, AirPods 3, such as that, noise cancellation and transparency. Yeah. So, those are the distinguishable features between AirPods Pro and the rest of the AirPods lineup aside from AirPods Max. However, I've been having a big issue where for some reason, about half a year after I use them, this happened half a year ago, one of my buds, it happened to one of the buds last, last time, one of the buds just completely stopped working. It still played sound just fine, like if I had the noise cancellation or transparency features turned off just and just say hey play sound don't don't mess with any background noises or such just play sound they still sounded amazing but the second i turn on transparency or noise cancellation in that one bud bud nothing yeah. sounded different huh that's weird it still sound like those features were off and I did a quick test. I pulled that other earbud out of my ear and plugged my ear with my finger and did the quick test of noise cancellation and transparency and my theory was right. Noise cancellation and transparency was not turning on. Huh. 
And I don't really understand why, because, I mean, they both require the microphone. And I do know that I work in a, let's just say, I work in a metal shop and there's lots of oily coolants I have to mess with because, well, gotta cool metal somehow when you're cutting it. So I can see how, okay, maybe those coolant particles might have messed up the microphones, but I've had many calls on them before and everyone told me there's, they, they sound amazing. Yeah. So I honestly don't get what the issue is. All I know is just after about half a month of use, they, those features just flat out stopped working and it wasn't even the microphones. The microphones were still okay. Mm-hmm. So to my knowledge, this is all software, but I don't even understand what could have possibly triggered it to shut off like that. Yeah, honestly, me neither. I don't get that. Yeah, so last time it was just the one bud. Now it's both buds this time. Oh, great. Yeah, so this has been driving my family nuts because, I mean, it's also been driving me nuts because I use those AirPods out in the workshop because... Well, loud HVAC system and loud machines and cutting metals and such. And I'm in a loud environment, which is where I really appreciate noise cancellation. Oh, is that awesome? Of course. Especially to tune out those high frequencies. Ouch, does that hurt my ears? Right. Well, you do have sensitive so, ears, too. So. I do. I have very sensitive ears, especially to high frequencies. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, really appreciated them for that. And technically, despite that noise cancellation hasn't been working for the past month or so, um, the rubber tips on them still act as a fairly decent sealant. So it wasn't too bad in terms of noise cancellation. However, when I'm trying to have a conversation with other people or they're trying to address me, I cannot have a conversation with them even with transparency mode enabled. Or even if it isn't, well... You get the point. It's not working. Right. So, so ugh, this has been frustrating. Absolutely frustrating. This is round number two I'm on. And, okay, not only is the fact that I've had this problem persisting annoying, I've also... Just the general part that I don't have them is frustrating enough to me. First of all, they're using FedEx for the shipping service. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had packages shipped to you by FedEx? They take forever. Okay. Well, I mean, sometimes they take forever. Sometimes it doesn't even show up at all. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's why I don't like our FedEx. I mean, so the whenever it comes to services and such, it always varies depending on your area. And in our case, well, sure. You might have a great FedEx in your area. I'm sorry, not us. Our FedEx is horrible. And what else? Uh, so, I mean, I don't think you remember this, but last time, actually, when Apple told me my AirPods were on the way back home, um, they gave me the FedEx tracking number to a package that was delivered to Utah three years ago. Well, I don't think it, I don't think that was it. I'm going to be honest. So that entire time, I had no idea where my AirPods even were, let alone would they show up at all. Oh, yeah. So. That stinks. 
Yeah, this time they actually gave me a valid tracking number that actually worked. Thank goodness, because I have no idea what happened last time. Unfortunately, they are doing such a terrible job at providing me updates. Yeah. That's the biggest issue I have with... Honestly, I would go to an Apple store if we had one. But the problem is the closest one we've got is like six hours away in Minneapolis. Right. I'm not driving six hours to Minneapolis in a currently crazy city to just to get my AirPods fixed. I'm not doing that. I can't even figure out Duluth's highway system. It's so confusing. So that's not happening, but... Yeah. So I would go to the Apple store if we even had one, but we don't. So I had to do the other option, which was to mail them into an Apple repair center. And unfortunately, during this process, they do such a terrible job at providing updates. They'll tell me, they shipped out a box to me. I have this many days to send it back before, well, they charge my card, supposedly, because, well, they don't want to lose money and such like right. that. So I have to send it back to them in X amount of days. Um, last update they told me, and I actually know the current status that they have failed to tell me. Last update they told me was that they delivered me the package. I still have the package. Yeah. They haven't told me that they got it yet. Huh. And this is supposed to, I believe they have selected on the FedEx box, they, they've selected FedEx overnight delivery. Right. Or something. that They use FedEx because they supposedly have the fastest shipping or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not in this area. <laughs> no, not here. No idea what they're talking about, but whatever. Um, so here's the thing. They haven't told me that they received the package yet, and I mailed that thing out on Wednesday. Oh, and now it's Sunday. So. Yeah. But here's the funny part. Yeah. I checked the Find My app on my phone to see if somehow my AirPods had jiggled around. Because when they jiggle around, they'll most likely search for another iPhone or whatever product in there that has GPS and ping that off off of the Find My servers. It's it's almost like a it's earbuds with a built-in AirTag per se. Yeah. Yeah, they have a little tracker in them. I actually tracked them at the repair center. Well, then why don't just say that they're there? I, mean... <laughs> I know. They are currently located at the repair center. How do I know? Well, they gave me an address of where they're located, and that address matches the same address that was on the box. It is also the same address that is Apple's repair center in Pennsylvania. So, they're there. Except according to Apple, they haven't gotten them yet. Well... Well, what what the heck happened, Apple? What? I don't know. And I I saw I've taken a screenshot and posted it on Twitter. Everyone knows where they're they're at now. They are at Apple's repair center. There's no denying it. And Apple's not telling me. So how do we know? I don't understand why they are this bad at providing updates. I don't know either. That's weird. Because I'm already... I already have a ton of nerves about how FedEx handles packages, especially in this area. 
I mean, they actually delivered my package a day late. Apple says it was supposed to arrive on Monday. I got it Tuesday. Yeah. Thank you, FedEx. And so I, <laughs> FedEx has already got me enough shipping nerves. I at least know that they have it, but I just don't understand why Apple is so bad at providing these updates. Because, I mean, as someone... I mean, this is a $250 pair of earbuds. Imagine if this was, you know, I'm going to say it. Let's say this is a $6,000 plus Mac Pro that I'm sending for repairs. Yeah, hypothetically, I, I don't actually have one. Yeah. The most money I've ever spent is about $2,600. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so $6,000 plus Mac Pro. Let's say I had an issue with that and I just can't repair it. I have to send it to Apple to repair. Yeah. Even even though, yeah, I know. You can technically repair the Mac Pro. It's the, somehow it's the friendliest repairability Mac Pro you can get. Um, let's just say I wanted to send that to Apple because I don't want to deal with having the frustrations to figure out where everything is and risk breaking mm -hmm. something. So... How would you feel if you send your $6,000 product in the mail using a very unreliable shipping service in your area and you have no updates as of whether it's fixed or... Whether it's even there or not. If, if they've got it, if they need more days, if it's done. I mean, and this is a $6,000 computer. Man, that's terrifying. Get my point? I mean, sure. You could say, I'm just making a big deal. It's only a $250 pair of earbuds. Imagine if this was a $6,000 plus computer you send them. Yeah. Because there are people that do this. I mean, granted, very few, because there are very few people who will buy a Mac Pro, especially after what happened about a year and a half ago. Right. So, granted, yeah, it's not that likely, but still... Imagine if you're sending a, that valuable of a product and you're not even told what's going on with it. That would be pretty scary, you know. That's where I'm at right now. I'm actually really terrified about this whole repair service because my warranty is supposed it's supposed to expire at the end of this month right. and I'm going to be so mad if they tell me they lose it or whatever can't be fa I uh, uh, I just don't know. And I don't like not knowing these things. Yeah. It's... And I get, yeah, $250. It's a two, pair of $250 earbuds, even though that's kind of expensive for a pair of earbuds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... This is a... I mean, how would you feel, Salt, if you sent your $2,500 MacBook Pro in for repairs like this? Scared. A lot. Especially... I'd be terrified. Since I rely on it so much, you know, like, yeah, I would be terrified too. And here's the thing. I rely on these AirPods a lot because, I mean, not just for playing music and such. I mean, I don't even use them for editing because when my editing process requires a physical right. cable, I need the physical cable when it comes to audio. There, there's no getting around that. So, but... 
in so many other use cases, aside from just listening to music and watching YouTube videos and podcasts and such, I use those things to protect my ears at work with noise cancellation. I use those things for so many phone calls when I just do not have my hands free. Yeah. I use my AirPods a lot. And even though, yeah, some people might have a hard time justifying $250 on it. I, even me, I had a hard time justifying $250 on it. And then I just realized, you know what? I'm going to use these a lot. I'm going to use these features a lot. And because of that, I think it's, I think I can justify the $250 price tag on that because I know I'm going to be using my AirPods a lot and I know these features will come in very handy. Mm -hmm. So that was how I justified that. But this means I have, I have value. These, these things have value to me. And right now I have no idea. I mean, if, if I didn't actually be able to figure out where they are, thanks to the find my app, I'd have no idea where they are, what their status is, and what's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's they're this bad at updates. It's, you know, pretty scary, so. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, I know there are people out there who say they have some terrible repair experiences. I've actually seen um, Snazzy Labs vase amount repair experience a few yeah. years ago. Have you seen that by any chance? Uh, no, I can't say I have. Uh, well, long story short, basically, um, I have no idea how this even happened in the first place, but the iMac Pro, you remember that computer? Yeah, I remember. So, basically when you bought that, the only way you could get it configured is, well, it comes with a built-in stand. However, our regular consumer iMacs, they have a vase-mounted vase mount option so that way you could either mount them on the wall or use your own personal mounting arm versus just coming just having it come with the basic stand that you use right. on the desk so the imac pro actually didn't come with this option instead apple sold you an 80 dollars kit adapter kit that you can install yourself mm -hmm. However, that thing sucks, and it's not because it didn't function. The problem was the screws they shipped it with. Yeah. They broke. Every single time. Yeah. That sucks. So, I mean, that started his problem where he had to send it for repair. And... Basically, he couldn't get the adapter off. He wanted to take it off of the vase mount adapter and put it back on the stand, but he couldn't even get the adapter off because the screw broke. Yeah. So he sent it to his local Apple store, and evidently what happened was, I don't... It was supposed to be a three to five day repair, free of charge, because even though they said their internal system described it as accidental damage, not covered by warranty and such. They they decided to fix it for free because they saw it as a clear design problem. Right. So thank goodness it was a free repair. However, when he got it back, the area where the 
stand and the vase mount, the, the mounting hardware is, the area on the back of the iMac, it just looked like it was shaved or chowdered or That's something. Weird. It's like somebody took an end mill to it and just left a nasty burr on oh, there. Oh, that's not good. It, pardon for speaking machine shop jargon, but that, that's essentially what... That's essentially what happened. Yeah, I don't know that much about this jargon, but like I could tell from the tone of your voice that... Oh, you're not good? It's basically they left... They basically cut out a portion of that slot that allows you to attach the adapter or stand to the mounting system inside the yeah. computer. They basically shaved off a slot in there or something and left a very nasty sharp edge. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that is so unlike yeah. Apple. <laughs> Oh, and one more detail that is also so unlike Apple. Um, some of the geniuses there were confused. Um, they asked to have the stand for it because it was still installed on the adapter and such. They asked for the iMac stand. However, I don't even understand how they managed to do this because the stand was off of the computer beforehand, but they just bent all of the slots and the studs on the stand that actually slide into the mountings mechanism on the oh. computer. That's weird. They basically broke it. Yeah. And the stand wasn't even attached. That sucks. I don't... And here's the, here's the thing. He told... Uh, his name's Quinn Nelson. He was the right. He's the owner of the computer. Quinn told the geniuses... That even though, sure, here's the stand and all that, but I think it'd just be easy if you install it on the vase amount. That'll just be fine. Because they had to order a new vase amount, so he just told them, you know what, install it on the new vase amount. That's right. fine. So they didn't even put the stand on. Wow. Right. I don't even understand yeah. what happened. So yeah, I have heard of these nightmare repair stories. So far, my repair stories have been fine. I've got the product back in working condition, despite that I have the same problem half a year later again. <clears throat> but my problem is they just do not tell you what's going on with your very expensive, or maybe mine not be very expensive. His was a $5,000 computer. Mine's just a $250 pair of earbuds, but still high valued product. Yeah, that's just just weird it's just so i don't get it i'm so confused yeah, well, hopefully yours like your repair story doesn't end up like that yeah i hope so otherwise who knows who knows what i can see this coming out in two different ways yeah so currently i know they have it there's no denial that they have it. It's at their repair facility. If they somehow lose it or break it or do something like that, or just the biggest concern I have right now is it's just getting lost. If somehow they lose it, it is currently their responsibility. Right. Whatever happens, they're responsible for. So if they screw up, down. basically what they have to do is they'll send me a brand new pair for free because they lost my right. product. Yeah. And 
I'm not gonna complain too much if they send me that because I mean the earbuds themselves are supposedly the same, but um, the new case, there's actually a new case for them now and it has MagSafe support. Yeah. So, and I've been thinking about upgrading my phone soon. So when I do that, I'm actually planning on getting a MagSafe charger. So, I mean, It'd be cool if that happened. I mean, I don't really want that to happen. Or scenario two, I have to wait through this nightmare mess where I don't have any idea what's going on and get them back. Mm -hmm. Or FedEx well, just loses them. Too, yeah. Though, so I have no idea what would happen if FedEx lose, would lose them. We've had that happen before where packages would just not ship to us. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I hate our FedEx. They suck. They're so bad. Mm -hmm. And I actually on the phone when I was getting this repair set up, I asked Apple, is it possible if we could use a different shipping service other than FedEx? Because they are a nightmare up here to deal with. They said no? They said no. <sighs> okay. They said that you... And which I asked them, okay, are you sure? Because I've heard other scenarios where you ship via UPS as well. In fact, I actually had some stuff shipped via UPS as of recently. But so they do use UPS as well. So I asked them, why can't they use UPS? Because up here, that is the superior shipping service. There is none better. Yeah. The reasoning is because, well, it's not as fast as FedEx. Oh, okay. Hate to tell you this, but um, true. FedEx is no better. Yeah. In fact, we've had pretty good two-day shipping via UPS. Mm-hmm. So... I have no complaints with... UPS is the best up here. No joke. FedEx, you you suck. Go back to the drawing board and figure out why you suck. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm really stressed out with that right now because my highly valued product is... Well, technically at a repair center, I know that, but as far as I know, they don't even know where it is. <laughs> Right, and that's understandable. But yeah, aren't you getting some something else other than hopefully a fixed set of AirPods? Well, I have. Yeah, I finally ordered the MacBook Pro. I don't know if I've announced it yet. I've announced uh, I was going to do it that week when I had the iTunes fanboy on the podcast. I announced I was going to do it that week, and guess what? I held true. I bought it that week on Friday. So. I'm so excited to be honest. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, the purchase has been made. I have made a purchase even bigger than Red Fox. This is more expensive than Red Fox. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll go to the page here real quick. Um, let me see. Apple.com. Quickly log into some details here and show you my status. Oh shoot, this window's in the way. All right, I gotta do some readjusting. Oh, come on, adjust, thank you. 
All right, bag, my orders. Yeah, for some reason this FaceTime window is in the way. <laughs> Not too sure why. Um, my password, whatever it is. Oh, autofill, thank you. <laughs> that is so useful. On my phone, I can actually log into Apple's website via Face ID. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I really like that. That is convenient, and I'm sure you can do the same with Touch ID. So, oh, those are my other products I ordered. So, uh, here is the current status with my MacBook Pro right now. So, the in terms of the specs I got, because I'm sure that's listed here somewhere. Hello? Oh, it doesn't tell me the specs, but... Oh, well, I still remember them. So, it's almost the exact base model. It's got the... It's the regular M1 Pro with yeah. the 10 core CPU, 16 core GPU. So no binning going on. Then again, the 16 inch doesn't actually ship you a binned um, M1 Pro variant. They'll ship you a binned M1 Max variant, but not not an M1 Pro. So I have that for the chip. Um, the basic 16 gigs of memory. I've actually done fairly fine with four gigs. Oh, you have? I haven't had that big of an issue, especially with my MacBook in terms of memory management. My iMac is kind of the oddball because I have eight gigs of memory in it and it still gives me the out of memory pop pop up even though I do the exact same things on that as I do with this MacBook here. Right. But I think that's just because it's running an operating system it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. That's my only guess. So I've been fine with four gigs for now, So, but obviously the base RAM option is 16. So considering I've been fine with four gigs and eight gigs as well, I don't think I really need a RAM upgrade. So um, basic 16 gigs as well. So both of us have the same RAM configuration. Um, and then here's the one thing I upgraded. I have the one terabyte storage option. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, base model is 512. You have the exact base model, right? I think so. Yeah, you can check by going to the Apple logo and clicking the About This Mac. Okay. Wait, hold on. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, yeah, base specs. I, I know you have the i7 and 16 gigs of RAM. What's your storage? Uh, my storage is 500 gigabytes. So, yeah, you got the exact base model. Yeah. So, I'll have about double the storage. Well, you'll need it. Yeah, I'll need it especially. Um, I do not add any software packages because I feel like I should just do that on the App Store. I have no idea how those payment things work. Anywho. Right. Um, even though I do actually plan on buying both of those software packages, the Final Cut and Logic, I do plan on buying those at some point. Mm-hmm. Though I actually managed to get the student discount to work on this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so evidently you don't actually need a .edu email like I thought you did. Yeah, what do you need? Um, it's a terms and conditions box, believe it or not, that you just check. Oh, that's cool. So despite that, okay, well, how do they prevent everyone from just taking advantage of this discount? It's simple. They only restrict you from to ordering only one. Okay, well maybe not exactly one one Mac. They allow you to buy one MacBook 
one Mac mini or iMac or something like that. They allow you to buy one laptop, one desktop, one iPad per year. So the way they keep track of that is you, it does require an email to work. Actually, it does require an email for that to work, but okay. they basically use that to keep track of, okay, how many Macs or iPads did you buy this year? Alpha, you cut off for a little bit there. I... All right, so using that, that's how they actually prevent you from just buying all of these with the education discount. And considering that I'm buying only one of these for the next few years, right? I think I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, using that discount, actually, I managed to get $200 off of the price. So... That's actually how I managed to get the upgraded storage option because I was saving $200 with the discount. I figured, you know what? Why not use that extra $200 to get more storage? Yeah, why not? Yeah, and that's exactly what I did. So the total price of my laptop without tax comes to $2,499. And if you add tax, it's about another $150. Hmm. So. Oh, and then I got a... I got two $50 gift cards, except someone managed to steal one of my codes within the time I've had it. I see. So, unfortunately, only one of the gift cards worked. So, in total, I spent a grand total of $2,598.94. That's quite a bit. Yeah, I've never purchased anything this expensive in my entire life. Yeah, so it's pretty big. It is. This is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I can hardly wait when we actually get together and put these side by put this side by side with your 16-inch. I mean, it won't be that fair, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, your laptop's not that bad of a performer either. I guess not. Yeah. I mean, it just gets a little hotter, and the battery life isn't exactly as, well, nowhere near as good as what we've got here, but but still, I mean, it's not that bad of a laptop. Yeah, I guess not. In fact, in a couple ways, it's superior to my laptop. Oh, well, yeah, with the touch bar and everything. I know, it so, drives me so mad. Why did Apple get rid of this? <sighs> This getting rid of the touch bar is the equivalent of bringing a physical keyboard back to smartphones. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I'm going to keep using that analogy. Yeah, for because it's true. Yeah, you yeah, know it checks out. Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, so this thing is its current status, and this drove me nuts when I actually went to order it. It's not going to arrive until the week of March 1st through March 8th. Hmm. That's... And I'm looking at the progress tab. It still says it's processing. So my guess is the current laptop that is supposed to be sent to me, it doesn't even exist. Yeah, it's going to take a little while, and that kind of sucks. Yeah, and you want to know something that drove me nuts? What? If I had ordered it a day early... I could have gotten it two weeks sooner. Yeah, that's kind of terrible timing. I know! On your part? <laughs> Dude, it make me so mad. <laughs> yeah. 
So I guess it's just another patience test I have to deal with. Unfortunately. Yep. So unfortunately, we are still on the processing part because it doesn't even exist. I guess this is a very high-in-demand laptop. I, apparently. And, well, I can't complain because it's, well, amazing and so many metrics. Still, it's going to be a, like forever. I know. I hope we can get this so that way during spring break we can actually do another everything apple race yeah no that would be that would be fun that would yeah it was fun last time i can't wait to do it again yeah and this time i'll actually have an iphone to use <laughs> oh yeah last time all right so um that's on order it's supposed to get here the week first week of march but in the meantime, I have also been organizing a few accessories that I'll need to fully take advantage of it. Okay. So I've got a couple of them. I've ordered them same day, actually, but they've came Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, they came on Tuesday. Yeah. So first accessory I got is the $20 extension Hold cable. back from break and as i was trying to transition from yes i finally bought the macbook let's talk about a few accessories i got yeah. so first accessory that i got is the 20 dollar extension cable right i mean i there... i've been using it for the past uh few days here and let me tell you let me see if i can get it on camera This cable here is so helpful. How have I not, how have I not gotten it yet? Why did it take me so long to get it? I mean, how has it been useful exactly? Like it's so awesome. It allows me so much more flexibility with where I can plug in because about half of our outlets in the entire house are either behind a piece of furniture hidden away or just too far from a piece of furniture. Right. <laughs> Not useful. Yeah. So now the extension cable allows me to plug into those outlets that are too far away from a piece of furniture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it already didn't help that about half of the outlets were in that situation. Then it didn't help when my mom's computer decided to, well, crap its battery out. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why I have not gotten that extension cable for so long. But, oh, geez, it is so awesome to finally have. And, yeah, very useful. Must Cost be. 20 bucks. Any Mac user that's debating getting it, don't debate get it, getting it. Just get it. <laughs> it is so useful. And it's just $20, well worth it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, I recommend, um, when we actually do our get-together at some point, I'll bring that extension cable. You will appreciate how useful it is. Yeah, you'd better. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the other accessory I got, I've ordered one more accessory within that time being, and it is the polishing cloth. 
Yeah, how is that? I mean, I've only used it once, but <laughs> for uh, I primarily got this polishing cloth just to add another thing to add to my collection. I mean, I pretty much figured, yeah, you know what? I'm this deep into the Akko, Akko, I can't English, <laughs> Apple ecosystem <laughs> that I figured, you know what? Why not just embrace it? And I added the polishing cloth to, to my collection. Is it good? Oh, it works. Okay. I mean, how much was it again? It's the same price as the extension cable, $20. Is it worth $20? Um, I discovered if you actually tried using it just dry, it's not very effective. If you add a light spray of liquid or whatever, oh, does this thing work miracles. Oh, okay. I used it on my glasses. Oh, was it pretty good? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really good. I mean, it better be good for twenty. Oh yeah. It also better be good for an Apple product. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which it is. I so for the it. most part, I've practically been keeping it in the box that shipped with the box. It actually, it's retail retail packaging actually makes the perfect container for it. Just a little sleeve to keep it in. Hmm. So, yeah, I've never actually used my Apple box as a case or a storage spot for a consistently used product. But evidently, guess that's changed. Guess so. Yeah, really nice. That was the other accessory I got. And I'm still planning on getting a few more that I haven't gotten around to yet because I've already dropped, like, boat. $2,600, so I need to make sure I still have room in my bank account for gas and phone bill and insurance and such. Of course. So I've held off on a few other accessories as of right now, but the current ones that I still have yet to get that I've been, are currently in my Amazon cart. I have not been able to find good ones on Apple's website, but they're currently in my Amazon cart. They're an ethernet to USB-C adapter. That is the one adapter that I know I, I need. I really wish that networking would use Type-C, but unfortunately, and I've looked. I have looked so hard, and I have not found one yet. Yeah. I have not found a USB-C to Ethernet cable. Ah, uh, okay, okay. All I can find is Ethernet to Ethernet. There is no such thing, at least to my knowledge, as a USB-C to Ethernet cable. Right. And this is actually something I need for when I go to work because the way I upload my videos actually is my boss is nice enough to let me plug into the fiber connection we have at work. And that's how I upload my videos. Mm -hmm. That's cool. But obviously, this laptop I'm getting doesn't have one. <laughs> doesn't have an Ethernet port. Didn't even come with one in the brick to my surprise. Okay. No, it didn't. You know how the iMac came with an Ethernet port in its brick? Guess I don't for, for that. I mean, since the iMac now has a power supply brick because the power su the, the computer is so thin that they couldn't fit the power supply in it, they had to make it an external brick on the floor. They at least took advantage of it by plugging in the Ethernet networking cable into that to free your desk of one extra wire. Right. Really nice. But to my surprise, they didn't do the same thing with the power brick for the MacBooks. That's weird. And they developed new power bricks. Huh. Like the, the 140 watt that I'm supposed to get. Why is it that big? 
<laughs> I don't know. It's huge. I mean, it's even large. You think the power brick to your MacBook is large? This thing is going to be humongous compared to that. Okay. It's ridiculously oversized. That's that's weird. Yeah. But yeah, despite that they managed to fit... If they're going to make it that big, at least put another port on it or... I mean, either another charging port or, I don't know, maybe the Ethernet idea that they came up with for the iMac. Maybe, I don't know why they didn't do it. That was such a huge missed opportunity, especially for such a large brick with one port on it. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know why they do things like these. Yeah. There, there are so many things that they do that are absolutely amazing. There are just so many other little decisions that you just have to question. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they're just like that. Yeah, I don't know why they do some things, and that is one of those things that I just don't understand. But, anywho, yeah, I still, I'm not entirely dongle-free. I still have to get an, a dongle just for the Ethernet, because I need that for at work. Right, right. Other than that, the other accessories that I plan on getting are jump drives with not just the Type-A, but also the Type-C port on them. Mm -hmm. Just because that's the proper way to do yeah. it. Um, and I've actually been thinking of getting a new desktop monitor as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the reason for that is, I mean, my current one is actually a bit small compared to other monitors. It's a 20-inch 20 20 Acer monitor. I think it's 1080p resolution. Yeah. It's just not nothing that really stands out. Now, to my surprise, it's actually more color accurate than both of my Mac's displays. Mm -hmm. But not by much. Yeah. Yeah, I still can't believe how that thing is more color accurate than both of my Mac's because... I played a... I, did, I mentioned this in the MacBook Pro review rant, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Somehow it can't... There are some colors that you can see with that monitor that you just can't with this display, even though they came out the exact same time. Huh. Yeah, I don't get it. But either way, it's still a 1080p display. The colors on that are going to be a complete embarrassment compared to the new display I'm getting on my MacBook. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I've just thought, you know what? It's slightly on the smaller side, and even though I don't got, a, I don't have a huge problem with the size. It's just, well, uh, you could probably guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've been, I found a really nice thirty-two inch. I think it's an OLED. I'm not entirely sure, but it's a thirty-two inch four K curved OLED from Samsung. I've had my eye on it for such a long time now. Yeah. And I've been thinking about getting that monitor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then when I get that, of course, I'm going to be... Even though, yeah, my laptop is going to come with an HDMI port, I'm not even going to use it. I'm going to advocate that that port doesn't need to be here. Oh. Well, yeah. We, we don't need the HDMI. Thunderbolt is a better standard than HDMI. 
Especially after HDMI's... Oh, they've come out with such a dumb thing. There's a new standard that's coming out, HDMI 2.1A. Yeah. But here's the problem with it. Yeah, what? There are a bunch of features that are optional with HDMI 2.1A. Like as? I don't remember exactly what... They're more... It goes more into nitty-gritty hardware details that I'm not entirely familiar with, but they do make a big difference in terms of performance with displays. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't be too... I'm, I can't exactly explain it because I they're so nitty-gritty details that Joe Schmo wouldn't be able to understand, but they do make a difference in terms of display performance. And here's the problem. You can't tell the difference between a HDMI 2.1A cable that has these optional features and one that doesn't. Huh. All right. So now HDMI not only is an inferior standard, it is now also a mess. Ah, uh, what a... That's a... That's a situation. Yep. Versus USB 4 and Thunderbolt 4. Hmm. We know the difference, or not, well, there's not really that big of a difference because they both have the same transfer speeds, yeah. but in terms of bandwidth and throughput, um, Thunderbolt we know is faster and generally a bit more pro-user friendly than USB mm -hmm. 4. The, the thing is we now have figured out Type-C, basically. We've got it pretty much simplified to... USB 4, which is basically what we're familiar with, USB, but with the Type-C port. Thank goodness there is no Type-A version anymore. We can finally say it. USB Type-A is dead. Yeah, it took forever. Yeah. I don't know how that port even made it past the drawing board in the first place. Well, you know, at least it's gone now. Yeah, it's gone now. Thank goodness. Thank you, USB committee. We've needed to get rid of this port for so long. Yeah. So now we are officially on Type-C. So we got Type-C for the regular average consumer, even though, yeah, it's pretty fast. And then Thunderbolt with a few extra power user advantages. Mm -hmm. I think we can distinguish those just fine. Yeah, fair enough. Because they're also going by different names, too. USB 4, Thunderbolt 4. Mm -hmm. They're different names with different feature sets. Right. It makes sense now. Yeah. Versus HDMI 2.1A with X features and HDMI 2.1A without X features. Yeah, it's just... You know, kind of weird. So now there's two ways where HDMI is the inferior standard. Yeah, yeah that's because not everything uses well not everything comes with an hdmi port where most devices that are actually made today they're actually coming with a lot of type c yeah that's it's a that's hard to justify hdmi now and that, that means i got another useless hole on the side of my laptop darn it <laughs> sad way yeah I mean, SD card was already useless for me ever since I left Samsung because that was the only reason why I used the SD card. It was just so I could read Samsung's micro SD cards. Right. So not only was I gaining one useless hole back in my laptop, now I got a second useless one. 
<sighs> yeah, that stinks. Yeah, I at least hope that Apple doesn't put these ports too close to each other. Yeah, let's just hope. Yeah, you know how they put the USB ports on my computer so close to each other to the point where you can't even plug in two flash drives at the same time? Yeah. It's so how did that make it past the drawing board? <laughs> that has to be the one of the dumbest pieces of engineering. I mean, in 2009, it's a great laptop. My only caveats are just the display in general, it sucks. And, well, the ports are too close to each other. To the point where I can only use one at a time. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, it's kind of awful. I mean, the display, okay, I can understand. Yeah, display technology was not great back then. But USB ports? How do you screw that up? I don't know. It'd have to be, you know, pretty dumb to mess that up. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe they screwed that up. Thank goodness. I mean, with your 2014 15-inch, your USB ports were on opposite sides of the laptop. Yeah, so at least... Thank God that going for me. So yeah, you didn't have to deal with that right, problem. Yeah. And now you have four superior ports on your laptop. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. You can charge on either side. You can plug in drives on either side. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about, hmm, does this fit in here or not? Oh, or does... Oh, uh, which way does this thing go in? <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I envy you so much because you have four superior ports. Uh, yeah. And my next laptop is going to only have three. Oh, yeah, that's one another way why mine's better. Yeah, that's... I, I keep telling you, your laptop is superior in two key areas, the touch bar and the port selection. Right. I mean, those are the only two, but... Pretty much. Because the one I'm getting is going to beat you by battery life, display, camera. Um, I don't really... No, not keyboard. Trackpad's about the same, too. Still no, um, you know, touch bar, which... <laughs> yeah. You know, but you, you are getting compensated... Not kind of. Yeah, I'm getting compensated yeah. in other ways, especially battery. I'm still trying to figure out what to do with those 21 hours. Yeah, well. One way to find out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, at least I will finally be able to put my battery anxi anxiety. Anxiety. I cannot <laughs> speak. Yep, I can finally put that to rest. Yeah, I always got that. Yeah. All right, I put this one in parentheses just because don't know about time. Uh, do you think we have time to talk about this or? Uh, let's save it for next week. Okay, I'll save it for next week. <laughs>Then we got one more topic that we should be able to quickly yeah. glimpse over. Do you think tech is getting kind of boring? Well, to be honest, I've always I've always kind of found it a little boring. So, 
I mean, yeah, but I mean, even I'm starting to get a tad bored with it, and that's just because, I mean, I mean, at the time, smartphones were dramatically improving year over year, and that was what I was really into, smartphones. Yeah. But now, ever since the Tennis Max came out, I'm perfectly happy with it, even though I'm still going to upgrade in a few so months or so. So where do we go from here? Right. Yeah, in terms of the phones, where do we go from here? The smartwatch has practically peaked a long time ago, so there's nothing exciting with that. iPads, I mean, pretty much our only issues with them right now are just software-related. Because, I mean, what can you complain hardware-wise, especially with the iPad Pro, what can you complain hardware-wise with them? We've got excess performance because of the M1 chip. We have Thunderbolt speeds with the USB-C port. It's absolutely crazy. We have a beautiful mini LED display. Yeah. An all-screen design. Right. Very decent battery. It just... What is there to... What is there hardware-wise that we need to fix with the iPad? Probably, uh, probably nothing. You know, like. I mean, the only thing I could suggest is maybe possibly another Type C port yeah. or something. Because some people will use it as full-fledged computers, and it helps to be able to charge the device, but also plug in some external equipment yeah. as well. And it is possible to use these as full-on computers, though it is kind of difficult when you're limited to one mm -hmm. port. Albeit, though, it's, you can plug that into a, an adapter and get more, so, because it is a superior port, so. Right. It's just, I'm struggling to think of what the iPad needs hardware-wise. Um, iPhones have peaked, watches have peaked. I mean, as soon as we get through the Apple Silicon transition with the Mac lineup, what is there to be excited for? I don't know. I, I'm just noticing so many of these products we've practically peaked and pretty much the only changes we can expect now are just minor refinements with a few features and as well as obviously more performance and more battery because well evidently you can't get a year over year upgrade right. without it so yeah I just noticed tech in general has started to become a tad boring it's, it's not like we can yeah it's just not it's just not as exciting anymore I guess like yeah it's it's kind of lost its excitement which is kind of sad uh, wow awesome timing to start a tech channel a year ago just as tech is about yeah, to get boring yeah that's good and a podcast too where we have to talk for hours that I mean yeah Th this <laughs> how did we manage to do this I mean thank goodness we've open this to be able to talk about anything else so if tech is boring then okay and i've also been i've also been struggling a lot on the drive channel and i mean part of it is because i can't find any cars to review but also the news is just so slow the tech and and like you know cars yeah the automotive industry the technology industry i mean we still have some excitement with the technology industry right now because we're still waiting on new iMacs and a new Mac Pro and such. Yeah. 
Those are the last exciting things I can think of, unless somehow there's a one more thing with the revolutionary product that's about as revolutionary as the iPhone was. But, like, we don't know when that's happening, so... And as far as I know, what that next thing that Apple's working on, it's a VR headset. Uh, okay, so I feel like, you know, that... Do you have any excitement for VR? Well, if I had one, maybe I would, but I don't, so... Honestly, I don't really get the point of it. Yeah, me neither. I guess it... It's like escapism, maybe. I don't don't know. It doesn't even do that great of a job. Instead, it makes you look a bit more like a dork waving your arms in the air. Because are there any other VR games aside from Beat Saber? Because that's the only one I've heard of. Um, I mean, I know a few, but like, I'm mostly thinking about the metaverse, like thing that. Oh, I have no excitement for the metaverse at all. Yeah, I I know. It looks pretty bad. (laughs) The idea of it sounds really bad. I wouldn't be surprised if it just, like, doesn't take off at all. I hope it flops. I really do. Yeah, well, I hope... I mean, I don't like sounding pessimistic, but honestly, the metaverse, I really hope it fails. I hope Facebook fails. I hope they fail too. I God, I hate that company so much. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Facebook so much. Excuse oh. me, now they're known as Meta. Or actually we should call them Death from now on. Death? Meta means death. Oh well. Yes, they're death now. Yeah. Death to Meta. Let's hope so. Yeah. I really hate that company. There's nothing good that they do. They've never made a good product. They've never made a good service. They have always lied directly to our faces. The CEO is an absolute nutcase. And possibly a robot. Yeah. Maybe. Haven't heard of that, but maybe no, I don't know was, what to believe at this that point. Was, that was a joke. He just looks like a robot. Like. Yeah. Oh, I really hate that guy. Okay, um... Alright, we're not here to really, like, hate on Facebook. Right now yeah. we're talking about tech in general, I guess. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gotten boring. Well, there's one part of the automotive industry I've actually realized that I can talk fairly much about. However, I don't really want to talk that much. I need to branch out and, and all that because so far there's only... The problem is there's only one company that's absolutely dominating the automotive news, and that's Tesla. Yeah, and that's only, like, one company. Yeah, I want to branch out. I mean, I talk about Samsung news. I've done that before. Yeah. We've gone off on how somehow... I've talked about how I've hated Pixel for so long. Right. I'll talk about other companies in tech and not just Apple. So... The problem is I'm really struggling to find interesting topics for the Drive channel to talk about other than Tesla. Unless it's something really important like the FSD, I just had to get that out there. Because mm-hmm. it's dumb how their prices have increased. But Tesla is just dominating the news right now. Yes, guess so. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're the company that matters. <sighs> oh well. So yeah, making videos has gotten a lot harder. So at least for possibly the next month, maybe two, I'll at least have enough videos to milk the 16 inch MacBook Pros out of. Yeah, at least. Might drive the audience a bit nuts, but well, I need to get content from somewhere. Right. Gotta come from somewhere, so. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I hate using this dongle. My headphone jacked <laughs> dongle. I want my AirPods back. Apple, why will you tell me what's going on? Just give me an update. I guess they're not doing that. Anymore. At least tell me you have them. Well, you know they have them. You know, they just don't want. I know. They're located at their facility. Thank you, Find My. <sighs> All right. I believe we are out of topics. Well, we do have one for next week, but... Yeah, we got one for next yeah. week. So I'll just... This one's getting too long anyway. So. Yeah, this episode's gotten long enough. We're about like an hour and a half or so. Yeah, so let's end it here. All right. Oh, speaking of ending it, we actually have now finally got our own professional outro. Oh, yeah. And by that, we got a script to read it from. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's actually try out the new outro and let us know what you think. Right. Here we go. So thank you for tuning into this episode of Alpha and Salt. Be sure to check out anything we have in the description and be advised that both audio and video versions of these episodes have their own perks. So consider checking out the other platform as well. Also consider checking out the rest of the Random Alpha Network. And until next time, Salt Pepper, Alpha De Wolf, signing out. out.